Welcome to Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Erin Page, and today we are talking with Roz Grigsby with Lyric Theater about the benefits kids gain from the performing arts. Welcome, Roz. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm happy to talk to you. I'm excited to talk about this today. Lyric Theater has been an Oklahoma City staple since the 1960s. The Thelma Gaylord Academy was founded in 2001 as the premier musical theater academy in Oklahoma to help students not only enjoy the performing arts through classes, camps, and training, but to also gain a strong sense of self, their place in the community, and their responsibility to make a world that is accepting of differences. Roz is the Director of Education for Lyric, as well as a wife, mom, and community leader. So Roz, students have only recently returned to the stage at Lyric after nearly two years due to the pandemic. What has it been like for you to have students back in person? It, I, I, it's hard to not overstate that the amount of wonder and wide eyes that I see come in through the doors. Um, we had our first uh, live performances inside the Plaza Theater last fall and I cried 500 times and I filmed the kids entering through the theater doors for the first time. Um, it's just so, so gratifying to be able to go back into the plaza after working so hard for so long to keep the program together without a theater facility. Um, the, one of the coolest things is that a lot of our kids had been in the theater before and performed, but we got displaced for a couple of years. But in that two years, we gained a lot of students that had never got to perform in the plaza before. Uh, and we, they have been with us for three, four semesters. So they feel like they've been here forever, but they've never actually gotten to perform in the theater facility. So that was the coolest thing about being able to go back inside. That gives me chills. That's, it's so emotional to, first of all, to see that your hard work, keeping kids engaged during the pandemic to really see that pay off. Um, and I love that, that you continued to gain students and you guys really gave kids a place to belong, even when you didn't necessarily have a place for them to come to. You've done great work. Yeah, we, we worked so hard to keep some kind of semblance of normalcy for our existing students. And that 2020 pivot to online classes really gained a lot of students who were too shy or uncomfortable to join in person at first. So they joined these Zoom classes and decided, you know what, this is okay. I think I'll try an audition now. Um, so it was, it was really, really interesting how it kind of worked in our favor in that way to get some of those shy kids in the door with lower stakes and lower pressure. There's some silver linings in yeah, all of absolutely. it, for sure. <laughs> um, we know right now that kids are experiencing higher levels of anxiety and depression. Part of that is due to the pandemic. Some of that was happening even before we entered pandemic life. Are you seeing that in your work or personal life? And what can you tell us about how the performing arts can really be a helpful tool to boost kids' mental wellness? Yeah, absolutely. 
a couple of the things I've really been seeing lately, um, not only with my own sixth grader and his circle of friends, but with my coming of age students um, and my high schoolers especially, uh, we see a lot of anxiety. Um, I feel like it's a result of kids being overbooked into too many activities all at one time. They don't have enough downtime to decompress. They're racing from one lesson to a game, to a show, to a orchestra, to what have you. And I love that there are so many opportunities for kids in the Metro, um, but I can see it taking a toll on especially our most type A students who want to do everything, but not just do it to be the best at everything. Um, so I feel like in the theater community, you are forced to make mistakes in class, in rehearsal, you, you have to be uh, in a place where you're taking risks in order to improve, um, which really breaks down some of these kids' uh, resistance to imperfection. Uh, it also creates an instant community because when you're in a production, everyone is on the same team, regardless of who you are, you're all getting this project to the finish line to be the best that it can be. Um, so, it, it will, it helps both the, the kids who are struggling already and the kids who are pushing so hard that they're going to have a breaking point eventually. Um, it really gives every one of them an artistic outlet um, to express those emotions. And even if they're not aware that they're feeling anxiety or fear uh, or depression at all, um, all of these rehearsals and, and being in role as another character gives them a soft place to try out a lot of those uh, emotions and feelings and, and it can give them a lot of empathy and language that they might not have picked up from anywhere else. Uh, when what you're saying as a passionate character is scripted, it can give those kids the, the verbal arsenal they need to describe their own feelings. So there's, there's a lot of benefits of emotional well-being in, uh, in the theater. Uh, there's a lot of ways that they can go too far with it and theater will end up being the thing that stresses them out, but we try really hard not to let that happen. <laughs> that is so powerful. I love what you said about theater being a place to take risks and a place where it's okay to fail. I know, um, as a rather type A person myself who has created three children just like me, um, I, I'm realizing as they get older, how much my own kids, especially after living through a pandemic, they need that in their lives. And, and um, especially when I have a hard time modeling that for them, I know in our household, it's important for me to find those places where where they can do that and yeah, to the emotional um, articulation is um, I think a challenge for a lot of kids and I love that 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 is built in for them in sure. the performing I art. mean we everyone is totally okay when kids start to talk and it's not great at first kids start to walk and it's not great at first we have to let we have to give them a place to let their emotional growth be messy at first just like with walking and talking, there has to be 
a period of awkwardness and learning how to put words to it um, and, and, and give them that confidence they need to talk about it to actually speak it uh, to someone that can help them with it. Love that. Um, one of the other things that kids have really struggled with, my own included, are interpersonal skills during the pandemic. How do you see theater helping kids gain those relationship building skills with others and then to confidence in themselves? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of that goes back to the creation of the community within a class or a show that the kids are working on. Um, we start at the very beginning of any process saying, we are all on the same team. Everyone in this room is on the same team while we are here. Uh, and it gives them a common goal. And the whole point is to make them comfortable enough with each other and trusting enough in each other to take those risks and make mistakes and, and build your show to be really amazing. Uh, but a lot of times I feel like kids think they need to have permission to be supportive of one another and not in competition with one another, especially in a situation where uh, maybe the kids are going to make a team or not make a team. They would be in competition with each other or if they're going to be cast in this top role or not cast as that top role, that's kind of a competitive thing. But by the time we get to a rehearsal hall or a class, uh, we're all on the same page with the same common goal. Um, and it, will, it helps kids include kids of different abilities and different socioeconomic backgrounds, different races, genders, of course. Um, and I feel like that may not be something that they're getting out in the world, but in the rehearsal hall, we are all on the same team and everyone has to figure out how to communicate with each other uh, and, and agree on certain sets of expectations from each other. Uh, and that's a, that's a lot of what I see kids working out among themselves when we get to a place where there's uh, maybe some contention. Um, I, I like to not intervene in that too hard. I like to let them try and work it out themselves because this is a safe place for them to do that. And if it escalates into an argument, an, an adult will be here to help them through it. Uh, but it's so important to let them stumble through those kind of interpersonal relationships and figure out who they are as a person when they're communicating with other people. You mentioned, and this is one of the things I really love about programs like what Lyric offers, is that kids get to make friends with students that they probably wouldn't have encountered elsewhere. Um, like you mentioned, they get to meet people that have different thoughts and perspectives of different ethnicities, religions, races, gender expressions. Why is it so important that kids have these kinds of opportunities and how does that help them build empathy and understand inclusivity in kind of a mini real world setting? I think when, when you are, in a group here at a theater or anywhere at a theater, 
uh, or in a production uh, kind of situation where you're all on the same team and you, especially kids, their knee-jerk reaction to someone else making a mistake a lot of times is to judge them by that or even tease them about that. But when they're put in a position where that is absolutely not allowed, then it will help them instantly create that empathy where if I'm not allowed to pick on you for that mistake, what's my other option? What, el what other reactions can I have? Uh, and a lot of times kids haven't really given much thought to what those reactions are because they're children. And of course, if somebody messes up, it's gonna be kind of funny and you might laugh a little bit, but if that's prohibited, then another reaction is gonna take over when you see someone make a mistake. Um, and we try to make it helping each other and providing that empathy and supporting one another uh, so that when they come back out into the lobby or onto the sidewalk, they carry that uh, choice with them because they've broken that habit of just laughing every time somebody makes a mistake. That is so, that's so good. Um, I, I know too, for my kids in, in those kinds of situations, having a bond or a friendship with someone who they don't go to school with and that they wouldn't have encountered elsewhere, it, um, it opens their eyes to other people in the world. And it also has given them a sense of security almost that that they are able to go out in the world and make friends with people who are different than they are. And that in turn, people accept them even when they are different. Absolutely. Uh, I remember being in high school doing, uh, what show were we doing? Meet Me in St. Louis, I think it was. Um, and I remember the first time I made a mistake and the other actors uh, didn't, didn't pick on me, didn't just, you know, supported me through it and just kept going and, and just acted like it was one of those things that happens to everybody because it is. But when you're a youth actor, it seems like it's going to be the end of the world. But it's so important to know that there are people that don't look like you that are in your corner and vice versa. I feel like I'm not, uh, the way the place I grew up is a lot less multicultural than the metro is, of course. Uh, so kids get a lot more experiences here, but I still think it's really easy for them to observe it and not interact with things that are different than them. Uh, they might see it um, from a distance, but they won't actually interact or converse or, uh, or explore those differences. Uh, here in this kind of situation, it, it's, you can't avoid it. You have to explore it and get your hands on it. Um, and, and you get a, a lot deeper learning, I think that way. A lot of the skills that we have talked about, and I know there are many more, really can translate to the classroom for kids. So how can these skills they learn through the performing arts actually help kids in their academic pursuits? You know, I was thinking about this question and I remembered 
uh, a mom of twins that I had when they were five, six, seven, eight, like probably all the way up to 11. They're college students now. Uh, but I remember when I had them in preschool drama, they had to learn all their lines and do all this fun stuff. Uh, well, then I got an email from their mom a while later that said, thank you so much for teaching them how to memorize things because they just had their first communion and they were the only ones that had everything memorized, <laughs> which is kind of a, just a funny anecdote uh, of some skills that transfer. Um, but really more than like actual pencil and paper academic skills, uh, kids get a lot of personal responsibility through theater production. Uh, if you don't know your stuff, the entire group is gonna suffer. Uh, if you don't, if you're not uh, on time, nobody gets to start on time. Um, so there's a lot of personal responsibility uh, that comes along with it. Uh, and for the younger group, there's a lot of their uh, beginning drama skills that really transfer over to pre-K and kindergarten, like um, learning actions in a sequence. We learn how to enter, say your line, and exit. And three things in a row is kind of a lot when you're four. Um, but we, we rehearse that um, a lot. And then also communication with all different kinds of people. Um, a lot of times I feel like kids are shy to approach adults and ask questions. Um, and I hope that we help break that down so that they won't be afraid to approach their seventh grade algebra teacher and ask a question. I love that. Um, when we're thinking about kids leaving high school, even if they're not going to choose to pursue performing arts as a career, a lot of what they're learning is applicable to in the workforce. So what are some of those executive functioning type skills kids gain through theater that really can set them apart as they're pursuing an internship, a career, or college? Absolutely, there's a lot of these. Um, there are even meme roundups on social media that say, hire dancers, hire theater majors. Um, the work ethic is a big part of that. Um, you have to throw yourself completely into a program sometimes in order to get all of your material learned. Um, and you can't give up because it's hard. Um, so those are two really important things. Another thing I feel like really sets apart um, performing arts and creative arts majors is that creative problem solving. I think when uh, artists and artistic leaning people are presented with the problem, um, rather than despair or look for what created the problem, I think it's a lot more of an approach to the problem and, and almost an excitement of, um, we get to come up with something creative to solve this now. Um, that was, that's been any job that I've had that's not been in the theater field, that's been one of my biggest strengths is that, uh, that not being afraid of uh, making a mistake, um, not being afraid of making a mistake and causing a problem because problems are solvable. Uh, and you have to be, you have to not be afraid to make mistakes in order to take risks. Um, and I think a lot of that comes naturally with performing arts disciplines. So important. And, and I feel like, especially in today's world, those are things that 
really, really set students apart and um, set them up to be successful in whatever they do next, whether it's in the performing arts world or not. Yeah, and I think probably uh, there's a lot of after-school programs that can help maintain that interpersonal relationship skill, um, but theater really knocks it out of the park in that department because you are actually there with a scripted dialogue with another person talking to their face. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to sound like an old grandma, but kids spend a lot of time online. My own sixth grader would rather play video games and chat with his video game friends than, you know, pretty much anything else. But, uh, but he has learned how to talk to people by doing performing arts activities. That's a skill that um, is so important. And I feel like one that we as parents in today's world have to think about a lot more because, because of technology, because of all the other options out there. I don't feel like it's something that um, you know, anybody had to spend a lot of time with me teaching me because I was just forced into those situations, right? But kids today don't have that benefit. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I think it, it's definitely something new as we're parenting now that we have to consider. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not sure how many of our students that started with our online camps and classes, I don't know how many of them would have ever walked in the door if they didn't get to do it on a computer first. But I love that they had that availability. I, yeah. again, um, I think that's so cool that you guys were able to pivot and offer that and see this whole group of people that, that might not have ever been okay taking that first step, but they yeah. could, it was a little easier to ease into it. Exactly right. And I have I have a child who I think would be exactly that way. Um, he's got to ease into things and um, so I call them observers. I have to observe for the yes. first class or two, make sure everything makes sure they understand everything first, then they get into it. I love those kids. I have a lot of those kids. I'm like, it's totally fine. Just let them sit, just sit on the side and watch for a while. They're just getting they're getting their toes wet. They're feeling the temperature. That's right. There's nothing wrong with that <laughs> at all. So if a parent right now doesn't have the time or the finances to enroll their child in a theater class, are there some things that they could work on together or implement at home to help with some of this skill building that the performing arts does provide to kids? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, several of our families take semesters off um, because they're so busy, their siblings are on a travel team or something. Um, a lot of our students actually come from so far that they need to take a semester off to, to focus on school stuff. Um, but de it depends on age. Uh, the, starting with the youngest, definitely active pretend play. It's so important for parents to play with their kids, not just be in the same room with your kids. Because parents have 20, 30, 40 years of experience with verbal communication that these kids don't have. And that's what they're, that's what they're modeling and that's what they are learning, whether we know it or not. Um, that's something that's just absorbed uh, throughout the kids' childhood. 
Um, so playing with your kids is so important. Pick up a sword, pick up a fairy wand, have a battle, have a tea party. It feels like child's play for us, but for them play is their work. That's what they're, they're learning and they're working through this play. Um, reading is so supremely important with your young kids. And even when kids learn how to read for themselves, reading for themselves is so important. Um, and I like literature that is more fantastical and magical and impossible. Um, just the most imagination building things that you can do uh, will really help them with their uh, creative problem solving and creativity. Um, puppets, dress up, all of that good pretend play stuff is crucially as important as vitamins, I think, in childhood. Um, when the kids get bigger, uh, middle school and high school, a lot of times their schools will have opportunities um, for anything that's in the music department, any dance opportunities, all of that creative expression. Um, you can find it in a lot of different pockets. Um, so you would just need to seek that out. Also, there's a lot of fun festivals that are free admission and they have performance stages that you can watch all day long. Festival of the Arts is coming up. Um, we have a group that'll be performing there. Um, the Wiggle Out Loud Festival, um, all, all of those good uh, community-based events that will have performances um, that you can check out. So watching a lot of performances is really important for high schoolers. Uh, volunteering and getting involved um, is also a really great way to, uh, to get into the world of, the, of theater without having to make a big time or financial commitment. Um, anyone who's 16 years old and up can volunteer to usher at a professional lyric show. You get in free and you'll get to see this amazing professional theater. Um, so there's, there's lots of different things to do, but for the little kids, imagination builders, pretend play, reading, so important. And for the big kids, getting exposed to anything that you can find in the community will really help them remember that part of their creative brain. Those are such good ideas. That's <laughs> wonderful. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this back so I can take notes on everything. <laughs> everything that you said. Um, and I love that you mentioned going to festivals and watching performances. Again, I have uh, one of my three, um, he's not probably going to be a kid that is going to dance or be in a show, but he loves to watch like music. Um, he loves to go to his sister's um, dance events. Like he's a kid that would absolutely love to watch. And so that's a good reminder for me too, that it, it doesn't have to look the same for every kid. And even just being involved in watching and engaging in that way helps our kids' creativity. Absolutely. And to be completely honest, it helps us create the next generation of art supporters. Because when our funders and art supporters and patrons and ticket buyers, uh, they're 
I mean, time marches on. We're all getting older and eventually these high schoolers will be the young adults. And eventually the young adults will be our patrons and sponsors. Um, it's not just about performance. It's about how you let the arts into your life and let them enrich your life because there's so many benefits of it. And uh, a lot of times if kids don't get any exposure to that as a child, they let it become not a pillar of our society uh, when really artistic expression, music, dance, it's so important for a community. Absolutely. So Roz, what is coming up this spring and summer at Lyric that families need to know about? Oh my gosh, I can't wait for this question. Okay. Um, so here at Lyric, we have affectionately what we call Big Lyric, which is our professional side. And then we have Academy Lyric, which is all of our education programming. Um, so for Academy Lyric, we are gearing up. We just finished spring break camp on Friday, and we are already plowing through summer camp registration. We have auditions coming up on April 2nd. And uh, so we are going full speed ahead with our first on-site summer camp that we've been able to have in two years. Summer camp is my absolute favorite time of the entire year. It's better than Christmas, better than 4th of July. I love summer camp. When I was growing up, I wanted to run a summer camp outside when I grew up. That was my career aspiration was to own like a Camp Deconi or something like, <laughs> like a sleepaway, just fun, you know, campy camp. Uh, but now I get to be a camp director in the summers and it's theater camp, which is what I love now. So um, I get really excited about summer. Um, we're doing Little Mermaid production. We're doing a Madagascar production and we're doing an Aristocats production that goes all the way down to six years old for Aristocats. So that'll be our, um, what I call the baby show, but I don't tell them that. Uh, they're just our youngest. <laughs> um, we also, you were talking about your son who isn't really probably going to be a performance kid, but we also have this great program in the summer called Tech Camp. And it's all the kids who don't want to be on stage, but that love the idea of theater. They work with a professional theater technician for the whole two weeks of camp. They paint the set, they run the lights, they build the props. Um, they do all the backstage stuff and they get all of that community feeling without ever having to perform, um, which is great. So we love tech camp. Now that's all with the academy side of Lyric for the professional side. Um, they are finally getting to produce Matilda at the Civic Center. It was scheduled for 2020. It was canceled, obviously. Last summer, they were still outside. Uh, so they're finally getting to do Matilda at the Civic Center. They're doing Carousel and Kinky Boots as well, but let's be honest, I'm mostly excited about Matilda. <laughs> that is a lot of fun stuff. It's, I love up. summer so much. I love it. Um, as we wrap up today, Roz, we know because we're living it that parents are surrounded with a lot of heaviness in the world right now. So I always like to end these conversations on a hopeful, positive note, whether it's in your career at home or out in the community, what is giving you hope right now? I 
I've been thinking about this one and I don't want to be redundant, but of course I can hardly think of anything else besides summer camp. Uh, we are going to have so much fun back in the plaza. Um, we, last summer we were out at the Miri Botanical Gardens, which was a fantastic experience, but it was a lot more difficult than being on our home turf. Um, we're, we're at the mercy of a lot of different elements, um, crowds, weather, you name it. Um, it feels so good to be home and to be planning a summer that feels like it's supposed to be. Um, so that, that is what I am most, like today, that's definitely what I am most hopeful about is getting, getting going on summer camps. And I stay hopeful with my students. They mean so much to me. Uh, I had a spring break camper run up to me out of nowhere and give me a giant hug on Thursday and say, I am so glad we're back inside for camp. This is my favorite place. He's 15 years old and he decided to do spring break camp um, because he loves being here so much and he feels so comfortable here. Um, those students are really why I do what I do. And those are lives changed forever because yeah. of being, like you said, having a place that they can be themselves. That's huge. Like, and you, you can remember back when you were a middle schooler, what was your favorite safe place to be? I love being able to provide that for most of my students. Um, some of them are, you know, king of the school from wherever they're from and they're just naturally charismatic, but I, I really treasure being a safe place for kids who don't feel like they have another place to be successful. And they, they will carry that feeling of being loved for who they are with them the rest of their lives. That's such important work that you're doing. Thank you so much for joining me today, Roz. This has been so much fun. Um, and I am so excited right after this to jump on your websites and find <laughs> all the things to sign up for. <laughs> for our listeners, you can learn more about Lyric Theater Productions at lyrictheateroKC.com and learn more about the Thelma Gaylord Academy at thelmagaylordacademy.com. Thanks everyone for listening. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.